It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook Em Up, 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Oh, yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, you had better... Let's get them up, get them going, and it's Thursday on Hook 'em Up with E and Rod B. Our five-hour morning-by-morning conversation begins right now on what's going to be a drier day. Thank goodness, as the um, rain showers of the past several days moving east and out of Central Texas, it'll be a foggy day, but at least for the first time in a bit, it's going to be dry, mostly dry today, but still flash flood uh, war- warnings and uh, watches in effect, especially east of Austin, out into LaGrange and that area, Giddings dealing with some severe flooding this morning, so uh, be advised of that as you get up and out um, as they move th- through the eastern part of uh, the state of Texas and out into Louisiana. Uh, be advised of that as you get up this morning. We appreciate you being there, though, to start our five-hour conversation this morning. However you find us, could be on 1019 FM, of course, also on AM 1260, and we're always there for you on the Horn app, so easy to use. Download your smartphone, touch of a button. You've got uh, all the programs here on the Horn. Certainly hook them up at, uh, right there at our Horn app, also at hornfm.com as we launch this, the uh, Thursday edition uh, on the 25th of January. Lots to talk about, obviously, the major news and reports of Jim Harbaugh's move to the NFL, now official. Jim Harbaugh is bolting his alma mater for the NFL. We'll get you details, what it means, what uh, Michigan plans to do. Of course, the Longhorns will play at Michigan on September the 7th, so there is uh, certainly a local interest into that conversation as well. We'll dive into Texas and college football. Also, the NFL Championship Sunday on tap. The AFC and NFC Championship games are fast approaching. We will preview uh, the Chiefs and Ravens uh, from Baltimore, also the uh, uh, Niners and Lions from San Francisco and the other NFL stories of the morning. There are plenty of them. College basketball as well, NBA basketball, a lot to do. Our five-hour conversation begins right now. And as I say, we appreciate you being there. Look who it is. He's made his way through what the, the foggy morning into our South Austin Onion Creek compound. He has our shutdown corner five hours a day, five days a week out of the 713 down in Houston, Texas. DB High down there. Also DBU right here in the 512. Four years in the NFL. He's a lifetime Longhorn. He is our football theorist. He is uh, Blackstradamus, the proud papa of Baby Monroe. What's up, Rod Babers? I'm um, doing great. I appreciate the intro and appreciate the hospitality as always. Yeah, a lot of big headlines to get into. Uh, in addition to continue to preview uh, the uh, AFC and NFC title games. We'll get into that coming up a little bit later. Later on in Rod's round of the day, uh, we'll go behind the burnt orange curtain, talk some Texas football, still waiting on the D-line coach there, but still a lot of Longhorn fans buzzing about uh, Savea, the latest transfer portal addition for the Longhorns. Nice. And there will be a domino effect for the Jim Harbaugh news. Well, hopefully. A domino effect from the Jim Harbaugh news at Texas. That's also something to consider as well because the 30-day transfer portal window opens every time there's a coaching vacancy, and we've never had this many big-time coaching vacancies at big-time Blue Blood programs. So uh, Texas did take advantage of Alabama's uh, vacancy, and we'll see uh, if they can do the same for Michigan's because Michigan's going to be a free, potentially a free agency frenzy because Michigan's got a stacked roster. It's loaded. They are. Joe Harbaugh's been loading that thing up, man, for, for for like five years now, stacking it. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Oh, before we get started, shout-out to those who serve each and every morning. We're super proud uh, and happy to give a shout-out to those who serve the least that we can do. Uh, our society built on the selflessness of service to all those out there who are doing uh, the real work, whether it be God, country, or community they're serving. We appreciate you. Can't say it enough. Soldiers, first responders, teachers, nurses, uh, you know, officers of the law, waste management. We can't name all the professions or all the people, but just want you to know uh, that we thank you and we appreciate you. Absolutely. No doubt about that as we get this thing cranked up. How's traffic out there? I see where there's a big wreck on I-35. Did you have to deal with that coming I, across? I saw it? it. I saw it, but uh, fortunately I'm on the tail end of that. I don't know where it was. but I think that, it's coming uh, down the hill there on I-35 towards Onion Creek. Okay, that was, uh, I think I saw it. I think it's right after the tollway. I was, it was usually I, I take that little U-turn um, yep. to get to to get to what you're into your subdivision, and usually there's no traffic at all. And 
today that was traffic. Yeah, because everybody's backed up and okay. getting off onto the feeder that made road. Sense. I was like, yeah, what's going okay, on? yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. And there's, I swear, man, there's a wreck there coming down 35 from uh, out of view to down into Onion Creek and towards uh, St- uh, Slaughter. I swear, there's 10 wrecks there a day. What yeah. is it? It's just people rear-ending each other. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. They're doing a – it's a major construction project, too, so the lanes so are people, narrow. Yeah, so people are just not paying attention. But still, I mean, it, it's got to be – 10 is probably an exaggeration, but it seems like every time you drive like out there, there's yeah. someone you would know. banging into somebody. It's a mess, <laughs> and it shuts everything down. Everybody starts cutting through, you know, onto the feeder roads, and uh, glad you made it on time. I was looking at this accident thinking, okay, well, maybe maybe Rod will be a little late today. Cause I was close. Because it can bog things down. Oh, yeah. No, it took yeah. me like three minutes after I made the turn. just got to get rolling now. I was like, what's going on here? There you go. Yeah, well, glad you're here. Glad you made it. Be careful out there, folks. It's uh, still slick streets, but not the rain and the the, the, the the torrential rain we've seen the last couple of days. That's moving east, as we said, which would be a good thing. Don Miller will be along with the traffics. And uh, we have a lot to talk about, as usual, as Roger's preview. Let's get to the headlines, the trending topics. You're just getting up and out. Uh, let's get you caught up. Top stories presented by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. And, yeah, starting the NFL slash college football. It is official now. Jim Harbaugh is leaving Michigan to become the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. 60-year-old fresh off leading Michigan to its first national title since 1997. Of course, he last coached in the NFL in 2014 with the 49ers, spent four seasons there, went 44-19, and led the Niners to a Super Bowl, after which he bolted to take over at his alma mater, spent the last nine seasons in Ann Arbor. In a statement released last night, Harbaugh wrote, quote, I'll always be a loyal Wolverine. I'm grateful for the nine years in Ann Arbor. He said, when I played for the Chargers, the Spanos family could not have been more gracious or welcoming. Being back here feels like home. According to multiple reports this morning, Michigan plans to act quickly and uh, will hire current offensive coordinator and uh, offensive line coach Sharon Moore to replace Harbaugh. 37-year-old has been with that program since 2018, acted as the Wolverines' interim coach for four games this season when Harbaugh served two separate suspensions amid ongoing NCAA investigations into recruiting violations and his role in alleged sign-stealing scandal. Texas Longhorns, of course, will travel to Ann Arbor this September, September, September 7th, to face the Wolverines. Also from the NFL, the Miami Dolphins and defensive coordinator Vic Fangio have mutually agreed to part ways after just one season. Widely believed, the 65-year-old is headed to Philadelphia, where he will uh, be hired by the Eagles to coordinate their defense. Meanwhile, in Green Bay, the Packers have parted ways with their defensive coordinator Joe Barry after three seasons. College Hoops, tough night at the mood for the 10th-ranked Texas women, despite 29 from Madison Booker, 22 more from Shea Holly. Longhorns lost to Oklahoma 91 87. Uh, also from the 40 Acres, Texas baseball right-hander LeVaron Johnson Jr. has been named the 2024 Big 12 P- Preseason Pitcher of the Year, and while incoming outfielder Will Gasparino named the league's preseason Freshman of the Year by, uh, by a league vote. In addition uh, to Johnson, Porter Brown named to the preseason All-Big 12 team. Head coach David Pierce's Longhorns will play their alumni game coming up on February 3rd. They'll open up the regular season hosting the University of San Diego on February 16th. Three-game series there at, uh, d- at the dish. NBA, all three Texas teams were at home Last night, all three took losses. In San Antonio, Spurs got drilled by Oklahoma City, 140-114. to 114. In Dallas, Mavericks fell to Phoenix, 132-109. Devin Booker poured in 46. Suns have won seven straight. And Houston lost at home to Portland, 137-131. Horn headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. A new year and a new store. Come see our new beauty location at 200 Trademark Drive to rent, buy, or repair any construction and lawn equipment you need. TopGun.net. We'll shoot you straight. Uh, it's a done deal. We thought it would be at the close of business yesterday it was i guess it was after that was it after the well, close of business yeah well, west coast bro? time west coast yeah, time it was no, probably done at, right yeah. at, right it, about five o'clock it was trending that way on, on on our show yesterday and it was it was it was pretty much going to be a done deal i know there was some stuff resurfacing that maybe he was going to take a second interview with and was that atlanta there was something trending that he was going to take a second interview with another team but he never left la reportedly and it just started it was done done deal and uh now I mean, for Texas, this affects them in a number of ways, right? You got the transfer portal effect, because now there's a 30-day window that opens up for that roster, and that is one of the most talented rosters in all of college football. And you also have the fact that Jim Harbaugh's gone, and you got to play Michigan next season on the schedule. And there's a lot of uh, turnover with well expected with that staff and everything and all that kind of stuff. So we still we wait, we wait. We wait for sure, and uh, we'll see. I mean, as, as expected, and we talked about a lot that Sharon Moore would be the, uh, yeah. the the likely heir apparent there at Michigan, and that, according to Chris Lowe of ESPN and other reports out of Ann Arbor, they're going to move swiftly. Uh, the athletic mm-hmm. director is not going to you know, sit back. They're just going to go ahead and, and appoint Sharon Moore as the new head coach and not do a search. 
Um, obviously, the, uh, the, the, they trust the 37-year-old to take the rein. Same time, try to keep as much of that roster together as you can instead of searching for, for a coach because that might be a little bit challenging at this time. I mean, I'm sure it'll be a desirable job, but at the yeah. same time, it's it's not the the ideal timing to be hiring a head football coach in college football. So, uh, you know, Jim Harbaugh waiting all the way till late January to take the Chargers gig. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, almost as we I think we previewed this for the last couple of weeks, kind of kind of forcing Michigan's hand, almost kind of almost guaranteeing that yeah. his guy would get the job to replace him to keep the the foundation of what they built together for the most part and. Uh, We'll see where they go with Michigan. But obviously, Texas will be watching closely all of college football. But Longhorns have to play their second game of the year uh, at Michigan this coming season. So whether kids transfer mm-hmm. to come to to Texas, you, know, you just want to see what that roster looks like when you're heading up there. We know J.J. McCarthy, the quarterback's moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of, uh, oh, man. Think on that a lot of players into that NFL draft. They have double-digit players drafted easy. Sure. So, I mean, that's a lot of players going. But like I said, they got a lot of players on their roster that are really, really good. And it's weird. Even the for the transfer portal window for them that opens, it's <laughs> – I mean, I don't know if Harbaugh – I don't know if he did this on purpose, but because of the kind of delayed uh, announcement and everybody – I mean, we I, I said he was – I thought he was going to the NFL from the jump. Sure. Um, and but because of the timeline, you know, school – you have to you have to be admitted into school. And go to class. You still <laughs> and have to go, go to class. class. Yeah, I know. I know we got the NIL and the seems like, man, these guys are like pros. You know, you still have to get admitted into school, and then there are only so, so many sessions where you can be admitted and – and in terms of the add drop, I believe, in terms of adding and dropping classes, that's like the last possible point or the last possible date of players like who come via the transfer portal being able to be admitted into class. After that, everything's locked up. You, can't, you have to wait to the next transfer portal window in the spring. Yes. You would have to wait all until a next one because you wouldn't be able to get admitted into a school. School would have already been started, and they would have had the drop-dead date, if you will, would have already passed. In terms of your ad and dropping classes, so that is something to consider too. Um, I don't like so they it, it does because I even on the West Coast they do it differently than we do here. In terms they do of, kind of quads, pods, yeah, whatever I, they call it. I would be lying to you if I told you I know exactly what it is, but that is important. The timing is odd because if anyone transfers, they have to be academically admitted into the school, and then if they can't be admitted into the school, then they can't transfer to that school. Well, and according to this right here, the winter term 2024 at Michigan began on January 10th. So those the, the players have already been in, in school yeah, for, you know, for two weeks <laughs> at this point. Two weeks at this point. So in terms of forcing their hand, it's, it is a savvy way to go. You, guys go. you know what? I'll just wait. I'll wait till the next transfer portal window. And by then, they may feel, you know what? No, man, I'm not transferring. I like well, the way think, the program's going. And it, so I, I, I think Jim Harbaugh, I'm not saying he did it all on purpose, but the timeline works out perfectly for Michigan to keep everything stabilized. As much as possible. Right, yeah, In the yeah, current yeah. climate, yes. yes. And I think that was the plan. Yeah, they've already yeah. – this class has started Jan 10, so it's, it's the 25th right. now. And when is Texas' last ad drop day? Like, Coming up. Next week. Coming so up. Be yeah. Next week, right? Well, because they be... started that same week, right? School yeah. classes began so, that same week right after MLK Day or, you know, ahead of MLK Day. And then, um, you know, so, yeah, I mean, they, you know, Texas – Players, I mean, so you have to if you're dropping classes two weeks into to transfer, you got to then. So get how a, does that window work out? Do I, I still know. get my window if I if there's those schools that I can be admitted into NCAA, or do I get my window later on? How does that? That's I don't know. That's I, a that's a weak window now. I, my window does nothing for me as a player. Well, it's almost a, I don't want to say a loophole, but it it's is almost, a loophole. It's just a it's a hey, you know kind of a way around it. Hey hey hey, hey, hey who's good at finding loopholes? Jim Arbaugh. <laughs> Finding an edge. <laughs> and he likes – and we pointed this out yesterday uh, that he likes to – He's he, he, his legacy means something to him. So he likes to – especially at Michigan. I mean, he's a Michigan man. Um, so appointing his successor, I mean, yeah, that's something that he's he's done at, at, at Stanford allowed him to basically to do it with David Shaw. And Michigan allowed well, him to do it too. Yeah. Who gets to do that twice in their – their career, like basically say Jim Harbaugh. Well, the one thing we know about Jim Harbaugh, whether you like him or don't like him, he's a force of nature. I mean, he's just uh, – he, he's like a freight train uh, wherever he goes, and he wins wherever he goes. I mean, yeah. you consider where he's been, and now he's 60 years old, and, you, you know, this, this story has been a month in the making. I remember leading up to Texas playing in the Sugar Bowl against Washington. Obviously, Michigan was going to play mm-hmm. Alabama. Yeah. We talked about it. I mean, he was asked over and over again in those press conferences. <laughs> Will you commit to staying? He's like, you know, he would. He dodged it and jumped around it, and oh, I mean, he, you know, he, as soon as they won the national championship, he had to jump to the Chargers. Chargers would have hired him immediately that next day if if he wanted to. If he wanted to, he wanted to play this thing out, yeah. and uh, I mean, we had like a they threatened it's been like three a lawsuit, weeks now. And they threw like a, a, a counter suit at 
one point. Who, Michigan? Yeah, like Michigan was on. I mean, no, it, with, with, with Harbaugh and Casey, he wanted to know if the basically if he came back to Michigan, would the NCAA be allowed to penalize him? Yeah, well, because he wanted we, to avoid it somehow, and like he was ready to get the well, lawyers involved. It just feels involved. like, I mean, this, we're just. The, he, you know, the, the national championship game was January the 8th, correct? If memory serves, Jan 8th. I think you're right about that. So we're yeah. three weeks from that uh, since then. And, uh, you, you know, the reports out of Ann Arbor have been that they have a contract on the on the uh, an offer, yep. $12 million a year, you know, pretty much a lifetime contract to stay at Michigan, and he wouldn't <laughs> sign it. And the reports were coming out that his, his agent was working on these, cl- these terms that, uh, yeah, if the NCAA did come back and hammer him, he, he couldn't be fired for cause. Yeah. He wanted immunity yeah. from the kick yes. from some of these things. Yeah. And, and to me, it was a stall tactic cause for exactly mm-hmm. what we're talking about. To me, this was Harbaugh understanding the, the calendar. I think you're right. Understanding the timeline yeah. and saying, you know what, if I put, you know, the, yeah. the Chargers will wait. You're right. If I tell the Chargers and the Spanos family, hey, look, I'm coming, give me a couple weeks. Because uh, you're right about preserving legacy. I mean, you I mean Jim? We just watched what Nick Saban did when he, you know, just decided he needed to go and wanted to retire. Well, I mean, every player jumped in the portal. Every player. Um, you know, Kalen DeBoer has been scrambling to try to um, you know, keep that thing together as much as possible. Uh, to your point about calendars and school and class, Michigan players may not have that opportunity. Uh, the ones that are coming back, and you know, having Sharon Moore there and a coaching staff that's probably mostly going to be the, the coaching Guys staff that know. they've had. Yep. Um, but that does give them the opportunity to say, you know what, I'm going to stick through this. We'll go to spring practice. We'll see how this goes. And, you know, I can jump in the portal if I really want to after the spring. Yep. And I could still move on, move somewhere else. But, uh, yeah, I think this was calculated I by think, Jim Harbaugh. I think your stall tactic theory is on the money. Because it, it made no sense. It's like, you, of course they're not going to give you that. What do you mean? <laughs> That's not even really – I don't know if you can even do that. Can you, how, can you, how can the school give immunity to a coach for something the NCAA – with Levy, like, yeah. that doesn't even really make sense. But hey, man, but Harbaugh, this is this is the thing about Harbaugh though. I, I could see, and it's it's really good that you know they're going to be able because I don't know how many of the coaches he's going to take with him. That also is going to matter in terms of the players who want to stay. But yeah, if you're Texas, I don't even know if you need to really even pay attention to their transfer portal window because I don't know if you're going to be able to add any of those guys. And they got some. I mean, they're guys like Will Johnson, the corner, Kenneth Grant, and Mason Graham are both D tackles that you could you could use. Hell, Kenneth, Kenneth Grant is that zero technique that you that you desperately need right now. That nose tackle, that he's an NFL nose tackle, yeah. that it, a hardball caliber NFL nose tackle. That's the guy right now that can turn that can transform your defense. He's one of them. And Mason Graham is talking about first round caliber talents. I mean, they got four or five of these guys: Colston, Loveland. That are, I mean, first round caliber talents in the 2025 draft who could transfer. But I don't know if they'll be given the opportunity. Well, I don't know if they'll have an opportunity. I'll just say that. Yeah. They'll have the window, but I don't know if they'll get the opportunity. Well, as this text says, uh, academics don't matter why line. Look, they have to go to class, y'all. I yeah. mean, you can say what you want, but school is still a part of it. You have to stay academically eligible yeah. to play and participate. Um, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but I'm just saying like, they yeah, do. I mean, yeah. But they do, by rule, have to stay eligible. Yes. And, um, you know, I, again, I, especially in a place like Michigan or Texas, I mean, you just have to go to class. I mean, you do. I mean, that we, we can make all the jokes you want. You, you talk to all these coaches, and we talk to all these coaches. They understand how important you know, getting to class is and getting the school done. Yeah, because all, all of this at one point for these guys, it's, it's going to end. And for most of them, it ends sooner rather than later. <laughs> all right. And, and thank God they have now the NIL money. Hopefully they're getting financial literacy on how to use that, pay taxes, all the invested. That'd be, that's great. Um, but you're going to, at one point, they're going to need that degree. Yeah. They're going to need that degree. I love the way that I think it's uh, Chris Peterson said, he said, listen, you're going to play football for max 15. He said, if you're lucky, if God thinks, you know, if you got willing, you'll play for 15 years, something like that, maybe 15, some years like that. He said, what are you doing for the rest of your life? That's your real plan you know, for, the, for the 40, 40, 50 years of the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> That's the real plan. He said, the football, that is plan B. He said, because you, you can only do it for so long. Right, or your sports, whatever it may be. The real plan is, what do you do after that? And that's part of the guys getting education. So trust me, I'm, as somebody who believes in education because it transformed my life, 
They got to get it, even though right now, yeah, I know it's hard to see because the money is flowing. I yeah. get it. I get, I get it. Go, go get the cash. Go get the money. Yeah. But they still uh, got to go to class. But having done this for a long time, been around a lot of coaches at Texas, they all, you know, to a sport, they talk about the, the rigors of the oh, academic yeah. calendar and oh, the yeah. academic demands at Texas. And, and these guys will come in earlier, that's too. That's no so joke. They're ahead of, they're ahead of us acad- academically. To get in early, think about that. These guys are skipping like their last semester in high school and coming in early. Yeah, to get, to get their credits while they're yeah. in high school. You got to plan that when you're a freshman. Right? These guys are academically. Um, Get those point, things man. done, summer school, things yeah. like that. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so we will follow this. And, uh, you know, it doesn't mean there won't be players at Michigan currently who have that 30-day window who will try, and we'll see if there's a way. But uh, it does give it the, the best opportunity for stability at Michigan to yeah. keep Sharon Moore. And, and obviously we'll be following it closely because, again, it's an opponent for the Longhorns coming up. It's the, the defending national champions. And now Jim Harbaugh to the NFL. Um, and, you know, Love look, it. all he does is win. I mean, he really does. And you look at the NFC West – or, excuse me, check hey. that, AFC West – that division now features Andy Reid in the Chiefs, uh, Sean Payton's in Denver, Jim Harbaugh's in the L.A., uh, and, and Antonio Pierce. One of these things is the not Ravens. like the other, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, mean, I love Antonio Pierce, but, man, talk about that is a that's a treacherous, uh, you know, uh, division that you got to be in as an inexperienced coach against. I mean, are we talking about it's three Hall of Fame coaches, guys? Yes, it is. I mean, I mean, obviously, well, I don't know one, if – All have won a Super Bowl, yeah. at least been to a Super Bowl. I don't know Bowl. if Jim Harbaugh is going to be a pro football Hall of Fame coach. I think he I think he will be because I think he's going to win a Super Bowl potentially. He's that good. But that's, that's three Hall of Fame coaches against Antonio Pierce. So, I, I love Antonio Pierce, but I don't think he's going to – I don't think he's set up for success. I'm sorry. It just ain't going to – not in that division. That's tough, man. man Kansas City uh, owns that division, by the way, anyway. They own it. They, they have been dominant, and even, as you said, even before Patrick Mahomes got there, when Andy Reid was there with Alex Smith, yeah. they were winning that division. That's, Sean, how, that's how confident Harbaugh is. I love it. Sean so- Payton was, was brought in and, and given a ton of money to, to fix the Broncos. That's a proud organization, and he's a good coach. And now here comes Jim Harbaugh to an underachieving <laughs> roster. That's the one thing about the Chargers that have been so frustrating with Brandon Staley and um, you know Anthony Lynn before. It's, it's a pretty damn talented roster that uh, has – not gotten it done and seems to be undercoached and underperforming. Uh, we'll see if you know, Jim Harbaugh can come in and turn that. Uh, there is reports that he wants to bring uh, Jesse Minter, his defensive coordinator, with him. Maybe like his that. son, Jay Harbaugh, to coach special teams in the nep- nepotism NFL. Don't know if I like that. Don't uh, like that. <laughs> don't like the Greg Roman thing either. Don't like it. Yeah, well, we've heard the name Greg Roman. Nope, don't like that. But obviously you want to hire someone who's going to maximize Justin Herbert yes. who you've given the big money to. But he's a quarterback guru too. We forget that about him. He's, he's, a, he's a quarterback developer as well, like Jim Harbaugh himself. Yeah, he played the, played yeah, the position. So for a long time. So maybe he doesn't feel like he needs the quarterback guru and, and that he can you know, he can be that guy, potentially. But I don't like the Greg Roman thing, man. He works with a certain type of quarterback. Yeah, he has, specifically yeah. running quarterbacks. And yeah. Justin Herbert is not that. It's not that. Um, so, yeah, if, if he does bring in Greg Roman, Greg Roman's going to have to show that he's malleable and knows how to uh, be flexible with his offense and not rigid with how he wants to do things. But, you know, that's someone he's familiar with, comfortable with. And Greg Roman, he's had a lot of success with him. He went to the Super Bowl back in 2014 with the 49ers. But that was a Colin Kaepernick-led offense. This is Justin Herbert. Yeah. You want to fashion something that uh, – you know, you can you can build around. Also, the uh, the the LA Chargers have the fifth pick in the draft, um, ooh, which ooh. you know, what does that become? Uh, so you know, this is there's no, you're lot, not drafting a quarterback. No, yeah, there's a lot of reasons why the Chargers' job was appealing to a guy like Jim Harbaugh because it can be a quick fix mm-hmm. with a lot of talent, and they have some salary cap issues they have to navigate. But man, there's talent on both sides of the ball. Uh, there's a there's a young you know emerging. You know, Pro Bowl caliber left tackle and Rashawn Slater, who they drafted in the first round on Northwestern. There's a Pro Bowl quarterback. Um, there's Austin Eckler is a really good running back, yes. and, and there's other guys in that. that Keenan Allen's Keenan Allen's season. still a good player. Uh, they drafted Quentin Johnston out of uh, TCU last year in the first round. He looks like a bust at this point, but you know, hey. can you can you maximize that player? Yep. There's there's talent there. I mean, the, the you know the defense features a Bosa and a Khalil Mack and a. Derwin James. Yep, Asante um, Samuel Jr. is a good player. Yeah, should be better than it was. So we'll see. We'll see where that goes. Uh, the Chargers, you feel like, can be a pretty good football team. So that spot is filled in the NFL. Michigan appears to be not even open, just filled quickly with Sharon Moore. Yeah, I think they have to leave it open for a certain amount of days because the state – like state regulations. Got to post the job. Yeah, 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 that kind of thing. It's a state school. But, I, yeah, it's nice. I, all the reporters say, you know, and you were pointing this out too, that it's Sharon Moore. Like, it's done. Yeah. That's well, probably what they're telling the players right now. Ward too. Manuel, the uh, athletic director, quote, had a quote saying, we are working quickly to hire the next head coach for the program. We'll do everything possible to keep this current staff and team together. 
What? Oh, so he, he basically said, <laughs> hold up, what? Hold up, hold up. We are working too quickly to hire the next head coach for the program, and we'll do everything possible to keep this current staff and team together. Well, he's telling you that. He's basically giving you <laughs> – he's telling you without telling you. Yeah. He's, he's, tell, he's saying the quiet part out loud, like, yeah, we're looking to hire this head coach. And, by the way, we're doing, also doing everything we can. To, we want this coaching staff just to stay together. So, whatever Jim Harbaugh doesn't take, that's what that means. <laughs> whatever Jim Harbaugh doesn't decide to take with him to the NFL – We'll keep. You guys have a job still. Is that what uh you? That's what you get from it, pretty much. Yeah, and I, I whoever think, Jim I think, Harbaugh doesn't take. I think this has been in the works by Jim Harbaugh for weeks now. To to, to uh, you know, again. He got it. No, you're right. He, he got. Did. He's going to get what he wants, but he 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 wants to keep his legacy as as good as he can. Because look, Michigan will forever appreciate Jim Harbaugh for coming back, and it took him nine years to get it back to the top of the mountain, but. Hey. Uh, it is back, and yeah. uh, they all got to live that, uh, that that unbelievable run this year, 15-0, and 0, mm-hmm. uh, win a Rose Bowl, beat Alabama, turn around, beat, beat, uh, in the midst beat, of beat Washington down in Houston. In the midst of drama. Amidst the controversy, yeah. right? But yeah. that became kind of, a, kind of a galvanizing rallying oh, point for no the Michigan doubt. fan base. Oh, no, that's, that's that, a, that us question. against the world kind of thing. So special season, and now he's off to the NFL. It looks like Sharon Moore is in. We'll talk about it. Uh, Longhorns head to Ann Arbor uh, to play in the big house on September the 7th. Uh, how about this, though, by the way? If you're Sharon Moore – and your first year at Michigan uh, as the head coach replacing a legendary coach and figure of that program, not only do they play Texas at home this year, they play USC two weeks later at the big house. They play Washington at Washington. They play Michigan State at home. Oregon comes to town, the third-ranked team in the country, at least at the the end of the year. They also play uh, at Ohio State. So, uh, you know, welcome, welcome to the Big Ten, Sharon. With the new look Big Ten that features, I mean, you get both Oregon, you get them. Washington, yeah. uh, all three, and USC mm. in year one. Yeah, everybody wants to go Texas. to the big house. And Texas. But I will say he does have um, two top ten wins in those games. Well, yeah, he beat Penn he State and Ohio he, State. Yeah, in those games where he was like the interim coach. So. Yep, he was. And by the way, that's more than James Franklin. So, <laughs> No, I take that back. No, he's actually one shot of James Franklin. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not joking. James Franklin's got three of them. He's got two. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. (laughs) We'll come back when we do. We'll uh, go behind the burn orange curtain, talk some Texas football. Also, uh, Texas basketball, Rodney Terry's team on a surge. Last night at the Mood, Texas women disappointing loss. Vic Schaefer was not happy. Head coach of the Texas women's team. We'll let you hear him. He was, uh, mm. as usual. Animated. Animated and, uh, you know. A little frustrated. Vic doesn't usually leave a lot to the imagination. He lets no. you know what he's feeling pretty quickly. Also, what the facts for the end of the hour. It's our first hour of five. We're just getting warmed up on a Thursday. Got AFC and NFC championship games to preview. Jim Harbaugh to the NFL. Michigan acting quickly. We're talking about all of it with you on Hook'em Up with Ian Rodby. Aaron Hogan. Rod Babers. Hook'em Up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Thursday on The Horn, hook him up with Ian Rod B. We got what the facts for the top of the hour. We got a lot going on. Jim Harbaugh is going to the NFL. Also odd in the NFL that after one year in Miami, Vic Fangio is bolting the Dolphins. Something's happening in Miami. He's got two defensive coordinators in his first two years. It'll be three in three years, I believe, is the way that's going to work out. Because this will be as he well, yeah, he's hired none of them, but he's had two, so yeah, it'll be three in three, three, three years. Three years, and they hire the that's, new one. That's weird, man. And the that's word strange. out, I mean, it would, the, the report are reporting is that it was family related that he wanted to. He is he was an, to, you know, after okay. he left Denver, he was an advisor for the Eagles. Okay. And kind of wanted to get that gig, but they had the defensive staff in play. I don't know when when uh, when Jonathan Gannon I left. I do remember that for the Super Bowl. Remember yeah. they brought him in, and he was supposed to help them with the Super Bowl game plan. Yes, right? and against Kansas. Okay, yes, and against the Chiefs. Yes, because yeah. the division he was in. Correct. As head coach, he knew the Chiefs really well. And I apparently, he's from the area. He's got family in the area uh, in Philadelphia, okay. and that's where he wanted to be. Okay. Timing didn't work out. Dolphins hired him, and now he wants to get back there. And I guess, you know, Mike McDaniel was, uh, you know, accommodating. Okay. Yeah, Mike McDaniel's big on family. Like, he's a big – he's big on family. He talks about that all the time. So, sure, so. he's, that you know, you know okay. the Cowboys now have to face a Vic Fangio defense, likely twice a year with Philadelphia, which it's pretty damn good. It's a good defense. It's got a talent. And uh, he's only 65 years old, Vic Fangio. And, you yeah. know, when he was – He's a good defensive coordinator, obviously. Oh, his uh, scheme has pretty much changed the defensive like, culture in the NFL. You think so? 
Yeah, in a lot of ways, yeah. His scheme, I mean, that's, you know, he. a lot of people have stolen from Vic Fangio's scheme over the years. Yeah, yeah well. It's a very popular system. And that is a, a Nick Sirianni hire to be. Uh, and then they're going to hire a new offense coordinator in Philadelphia as well. Cliff Kingsbury has interviewed, and we'll see where they go on the offensive side of the ball uh, to get the most out of Jalen Hurts. And, again, this is this is who the Cowboys have to deal with twice a year mm. in that division. That's a very talented roster as well. So that, that story. So it might be just bad luck for the Dolphins then. And then now they got to hire a new D.C. Yeah. Man. And uh, the Dolphins need someone new for the third straight year. And uh, Green Bay, despite making a run all the way to the uh, divisional playoff round and nearly beating San Francisco, uh, Joe Barry out after three seasons as the defense coordinator with the Packers. Come on, Cowboys. Making a move. That's what's going on. <laughs> Everybody else is I mean, being aggressive. And well, you're... well, no, also that, you know, they just fired their D.C. And then look how you performed versus that, that defense early on. Yeah. That's, they don't... You're trailing 27 to nothing to yeah. that team. Yeah, exactly. Like that's they they didn't even like their DC. <laughs> you should have you should have been out well, there. I think they were twenty seventh in yards allowed this year. Oh and, man! I mean, they got better as the year went on defensively, and they were young on defense. But uh, yeah, Cowboys. I mean, that that's part of the disappointment of the Cowboys. They had didn't score a touchdown until the final seconds of the first half, and were down twenty seven nothing at the time. No. In uh, a no show performance by the Cowboys, but Cowboys aren't making any changes. Everybody else is making changes. It does seem like more, being aggressive. A lot of people are yeah, trying to be as aggressive as possible, and the Cowboys are just running it back. They, Stay hey, the they, course. They like their guys, man. They like that we like our guys. Yes. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and, 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 yes, well, that can be dangerous. some of the family of the players don't like their guys. You know what I'm saying? That's, <laughs> those are the ones voicing the most uh, displeasure with what's going on in Dallas right now. So, yeah, we'll follow the NFL. Obviously, the championship weekend is on tap. Uh, looking forward to these games. This should be tremendous. I think, I think before we get into behind the burn orange curtain run, I think we do have the four best teams. If you go for the, for the course of the year. I agree with that. Course of the year. Uh, I think they're, you know, Buffalo and Dallas were the two seeds in each conference. Mm-hmm. But I think we have the four best teams. If you look at the breadth of the season, um, you know, Chiefs have, have kind of sputtered with some, some – they gave some games away because of drop passes and things, but mm. they've still been one of the best defenses all year long. They still have Patrick Mahomes. Um, you know, they've, they've always been – if you're doing a power poll, Chiefs are always <laughs> in the top three or four teams. I think the, the Lions, with that win in Kansas City to start the year, put themselves in that, in that conversation all year long. And uh, the Niners and Ravens have been – Oh, yeah. Probably at the top of that power pole. I think these are the, f- the four best and most consistent teams all season long, which should lead to a couple of really good games on Sunday. No, yeah, I totally agree with you. And yeah, all the, I don't say frauds, but <laughs> all the pretenders seem to be out of the way. Uh, if you go look at, to add to your point, in, if you go look at NFL's best first half scoring differential this season, Ravens number one at plus 142. The 49ers are third at plus 108. The Lions fourth at plus 81, and the Chiefs are fifth at plus 75. Second, Cowboys, plus 124. Come on, man. Come on, man. What's going on? One of these things is not like the other. The rest of those teams are in the final four. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Come on. Yeah. That's got to be disappointing. But we also know the Cowboys' record this year against good teams, winning teams, was not strong. It was not strong. Uh, oh, a lot yeah. of that was, was done against bad teams. Cowboys, we have shown the, the, again this year, certainly this year in particular, that they were great against average to bad teams, and they, mm-hmm. you know, they had an under 500 record against good teams. And, you know, we saw them in no-show games against the – not no-show, get dominated by the Niners, the Bills. That's true. Um, Dolphins beat them. Um, head-to-head Eagles, right. they split. And, of course, we saw what happened against the Green Bay Packers in the playoff game. They've, they've got that in them, Ron. That's right. They've yeah. got that ability against good teams to And, to, to and the Ravens are the opposite, right? The Ravens – Blowing out good yeah, teams. Yeah, the Ravens. The Ravens are beating good teams by Ravens, double digits. <laughs> yeah, the Ravens beat nine winning teams by 14 or more. Nine this year. Nine I, winning teams. I got a stat. Over 500 teams. I got a stat when we get to what the stats and what the facts that it's, it'll blow your mind about the Ravens. It's, and and that, that stat you just kind of brought up there, it's, it's unbelievable. 
Yeah. Yeah. It, yes. So I know we'll get into that, but yeah. The, and the three because we don't count week seventeen when they rested everybody and lost to the Steelers. That's true. In the reg, in the first sixteen weeks, the the three teams they lost to were the Colts, the Steelers in a game they gave away, absolutely gave it away in the Browns, and all three they had leads in the fourth quarter that they let get away. They they could have been mm. you know undefeated essentially going into week seventeen. They yes. They could have That's been how good this team has been because yeah. they have the MVP at quarterback, and you talked about yesterday the first time since the merger <laughs> that a team has led the NFL in points allowed, sacks, and turnovers forced. Yep, never happened. Oh. No, de- no defense has ever done it. <laughs> Golly. Yeah. And that's why they've you know, got a quarterback and an offense like they have with that defense. That's why they've beaten nine teams by, by double digits. Crazy. Hey, can we uh, hear from Vic Schaefer before we go behind the burn orange curtain? Because oh, we mentioned yes. in the headlines the Longhorns lost last night, the ladies, to Oklahoma, 91-87. A 91 points at home uh, is a lot, uh, a lot. To, to be given up on defense. Here was a uh, not real happy head coach afterwards. We didn't play well. We played terrible. We played with no juice, no energy, and no fight. We happened to, with five minutes to go, decide to try to play a little bit better. That's just too late. I don't care where I'm coaching. I don't care if I'm at Timbuktu. You ain't going to play for me like that. That is not acceptable. And it damn sure ain't acceptable at Texas. So we'll watch the film. The film won't lie. And we'll address it. And we'll address it first thing in the morning when the sun's coming up. There you go. <laughs> damn. So in a few minutes here. Get ready, ladies. Get ready in a few minutes. Oh, man. Trust me. There is nothing more dreadful than knowing you had a bad game or a bad play and having to go in there and watch the film with Coach. And you know he's going to have that or she's going to have that red pointer circling you all the time, that little red laser pointer looking at you the whole time and your bad, either bad plays, bad execution. Hopefully it's not a bad effort. That's kind of what he's implying. Yeah, effort is what will get you just get dull, cuss, bad execution. These are gonna make fun of you and mock you um, and humiliate you <laughs> in the film room with all of your peers. But if it's lazy effort, that'll get you. That'll get you benched, honestly. Stuff like that. So, and that's usually. I mean, that's that's not a that's not a Vic Schaefer brand of basketball anyway. So, that's gonna be yeah. That film room session, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna be brutal. Mm. All right, there's uh, Vic Schaefer. <laughs> it's going to be a rough morning oh, over there at the 40. The uh, let's too. go behind that burnt orange curtain, talk some Texas football. And they were all asking themselves the same question. What is behind that curtain? All right, so there are a lot of folks uh, in Longhorn Nation still concerned. Uh, at least curious as to who the new D-line coach is going to be, and uh, they're not the only ones. It, it is being uh, reported, and shout-out to my man uh, Chip Brown. Um, he is reporting that the Houston Texans are trying to keep Rod Wright. Yesterday, and you brought this up briefly as well, E, uh, the Texans announced that they were moving on. Well, they were not going to extend the contract of their defensive line coach, um, and they announced that yesterday. Uh, with that being announced, they are interviewing candidates, and um, I believe the uh, Jacques is it Jacques Caesar, Caesar. Um, I don't know the D line coach. I'm just trying to pronounce his name, and I probably screwed that up already, <laughs> so I apologize. But um, his contract expired, and they are interviewing candidates to replace him. And one of the candidates is obviously the assistant D line coach which was Rod Wright. So I guess my man uh, Chip Brown is implying that Rod Wright could end up getting that job. And if he gets that job, yeah, that to him is probably a better job than the Texas D-line coaching job. Texans D-line coaching job or Texas D-line coaching job. Um, so uh, if that is the case and he gets promoted, totally get that. And if he's not promoted and doesn't get the job, I don't know where that, where that puts him and where he stands in terms of the candidacy to be the head coach of Texas or if Texas – We'll try to fill the vacancy before then um, and, and not wait on the process of the Texas to hire a D-line coach. I imagine it'd be a quick process, but there's no reason for the Texans to rush it at all. Um, so that is, is probably where they stand. Other than that, um, these candidates that are out there, there's still a lot of buzz about a lot of candidates, but there is nothing necessarily set in stone, even – uh, Michigan, people have brought up Michigan's D-line coach. I mean, why would Michigan's D-line coach leave Harbaugh or leave Michigan? 
Um, and also, I don't th- I don't see that happening either. Even though a lot of Longhorn fans have brought him up, so I don't know if anybody knows exactly what Sark's thinking at the D line coach position. Something hit a snag, uh, and maybe it was the uh, the Rod Wright situation that hit the snag. Uh, but you know, the Longhorns uh, right now going to put that you know on the right now the back burner uh, while they try to figure out what to do with the actual defensive line. That's why the Savea acquisition was so big they need bodies on the interior d-line um and yesterday getting um uh Sevea, i won't even try to mess his name up i'm sure he knows how to say it um tia tia, tia. we just call him tia now just call him t tia. all right tia tia Sevea. Uh, <laughs> it was big they got him because you it was uh, you know you may have trouble trying to acquire young d-linemen if you don't have the d-line coach and they already had one of their young D linemen asked out of their uh, letter of intent. That was DeAndre Robinson. Um, so right now, yeah, coaches. Uh, right now, Texas still waiting on the uh, coaching uh, hire of their D line coach. Right now, there's no real no reports indicating uh, that there's a that they've zeroed in on a target either way. The wide receiving coaching thing was different. It seemed like Sark was zeroing in on Chris Jackson the entire time. Once his you know time in the NFL, once the Jaguars were eliminated from the playoffs. It happened pretty quickly um, right after that. So maybe Rod Wright was the, um, the target, and they zeroed in on him, and then the, uh, the hiring or the firing of their D-line coach, uh, maybe that ended up putting a snag in things. Um, also, something that Longhorn fans should be happy about, if you look at now the amount of teams that Texas will face that return their head coach, their all their coordinators and their quarterback, which Texas does, by the way, they're one of those teams. I mean, you're talking about only Georgia. Georgia's in that category. Georgia does now too. Michigan doesn't. Michigan won't. Um, I don't know if there's any Power Five team that they play other than Georgia. I believe Florida randomly does too. Which, which <laughs> well, Gator fans say, unfortunately. Yeah, I, was, I don't know. Billy Napier has been beyond underwhelming as the head coach. Yeah, I don't know if Florida's a, a good Florida team. And Florida has the toughest schedule in college football this year. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I, when does Texas play them? Late in the season or is that early? Yeah, it's, it's later. Late. It's later. It's uh, so, hell, Billy Napier might not even be there. Who knows? But uh, those are the two power five teams that they play that actually return, have the most continuity returning. Head coach, coordinators, and quarterback. Um, man, looking at all the power teams well, that don't return Texas is the only team that was in the Final Four that still has their head coach. I know. That's <laughs> like, it's the, the amount of turnover is just it's just unprecedented for, for the power players yeah. in college football. And Texas, it's a great year to return a third-year starting quarterback, your head coach who was your play caller, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and special teams. And Sark has championed his continuity. Give him credit for that. He's always talked about, no, no, no. We, after all the turnover, he said he, he, he studied Texas, and one of the things that he believes was a big issue here in Texas in the you know, 10 years before he got here was the constant turnover in the coaching staffs. Uh, different defensive coordinators, different messages, different systems, different techniques being taught to players, and maybe that was something that uh, obstructed the development of these young players. I think it was part of it. It's multifactorial, but that was one of the factors. And now that they've, they've really cut that out, that is no longer an issue because these guys have been in the same system with the same coaches as much as he can. I mean, wide receiver, you've had some turnover there, turnover at running back because Stan Drayton left. But other than that, uh, and you're going to have that linebacker coach with Jeff Schultz, but that's kind of natural and that's positive turnover because your coaches are being um, hired for other positions and being promoted to other positions with other programs. That's a good thing because you're uh, doing so well, developing talent so well that other programs around the country are starting to notice. But I think it's really important they've had that continuity, and I think it's going to pay huge dividends in 2024 because not a lot of teams around the country have it. Yeah, you're right about that. Just and, again, the, uh, the the other teams at the Final Four are all replacing head coaches with Kalen DeBoer taking over at Alabama where Nick Saban retired and it's now crazy. Jim Harbaugh jumping to the NFL. looks like Sharon Moore will get that mm-hmm. job. And you're right, Georgia – does uh, keep most of their staff together with Kirby Smart. There was some talk early that maybe Kirby would be flirting with the NFL and the Atlanta Falcons, but uh, nothing ever came of that. He's, yeah. he's rock solid at his alma mater. Mm. Uh, by the way, speaking of that Florida staff with Billy <laughs> Napier, it, the schedule's manageable, Rod, through mid, mid-October for them. They've got a game with Miami early to start the year. They play the Aggies. They play Tennessee on, on October 12th. This is Florida. Okay. But then they get an off week after a game with Kentucky. And listen to this. Their final five games for Florida, Georgia, in Jacksonville, Texas here, LSU, Ole Miss, Florida State. Damn. <laughs> That's in a row to finish up the regular season Ooh. for Billy Napier. That's Georgia, brutal. Texas, who might be preseason 1-2. Damn. LSU, Ole Miss, Florida State. 
And Ole Miss is going to be good. Ole Miss <laughs> yeah. is killing it right now in the yeah. quarter. Ole Miss is going to be good. Yeah, LSU. I'm and not they sure. play Texas November 9th, so that's the game after they play Georgia and before they play LSU. Yeah. I mean, I, that's brutal. I, I don't know if Billy. Yeah, he de- if he survives that stretch, he ain't going to survive the season because I don't know what his record will be after that. God, <sighs> it's going to be tough to make a bowl game. Well, if you just look at it, you got, you're projecting game. here. Just you know, Florida State game. had a great year, right? They got left out of the Final Four because their quarterback got hurt. He's coming, so he's back. Yeah, he's, my, anyway, he's got a new contract yeah. in the whole wake of the uh, Jim, in the uh, Nick Saban stuff. But th- that could be five top ten teams by the end of next year. Yeah. Texas, Georgia, LSU, Ole Miss, Florida State in a row. Yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> if you're Florida. Yeah. That's brutal. Nobody has a schedule like that. And How and, many of those on the road? Uh, Texas, uh, Florida State, and, and then Jacksonville, of course, is Georgia. Okay. Georgia's a neutral. Okay. But Ole Miss and Florida State – Ole Miss and LSU are both in game, in, in, uh, in the swamp. Okay. In the swamp. Yeah, man. Hey, I, if, he, if he survives it, uh, I doubt they do anything midseason, so he probably will. But. Well, and, the, and the games before that five-game stretch for Florida are Tennessee and Kentucky. And Tennessee with Kentucky. Josh Heupel and Kentucky Kentucky's and Mark Stoops, they're sneaky good. Kentucky sneaky good. That that is that's tough, man. Uh, all right, so there's some uh, behind the burn orange curtain, good stuff from Rod. We'll get oh. more on Jim Harbaugh. We'll go some what the facts coming up. What We're getting facts? you going on a Thursday. Who you like in these championship games? Who will be in Super Bowl? Uh, fifty. What number are we at here? Fifty-eight, fifty-seven. Ooh, Do we get rid of the Roman numerals? Don't have me lie to you. Don't let me lie. <laughs> Who will be in the Super Bowl? Is it Baltimore, Kansas City, Detroit, and or San Francisco? Who's going to be matched up in Las Vegas? I do know that. We'll come back, hit those, and have those conversations with you. Hook them up with Ian Rodby. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, hook them up. One zero one nine AM twelve sixty. The Horn. Thursday on the Horn, hook him up with Ian Rodby, rolls on. It's uh, what the facts time, and it is a fact. Uh, Michigan tried their dangest to keep and make Jim Harbaugh the highest paid coach in college football. Instead, he is leaving to accept the head coaching job of the L.A. Chargers, where he said in a statement uh, when he played for the Chargers back in his playing days, he said the uh, Spanos family made it feel like a family atmosphere, and um, that was part of his allure to go back and, and coach for that organization and that team that he he played for when he was on that team, right? He was a backup quarterback, and the starting quarterback was a guy named Ryan Leaf. Yeah, man, I remember that. And they weren't good. <laughs> I think they won one game that year. I don't know if you. Were, I don't know if any team that Ryan Leaf on was ever good. That yeah. he was playing quarterback. For. He st- Ryan Leaf started some of those games, right? I think he was the start. I think yeah, Jim Harbaugh was, was the backup. Yeah. That was the end of his career. Yeah, you're nearing the end of his career. Uh, but yeah, uh, Jim Harbaugh saying the Spanos family uh, welcomed him, and of course they're going to pay him well. That's pretty clear. And Ooh, so yeah. we'll keep an eye on that. What do you have, and what the facts, Rod? Uh, how about this? I get, I preview this little factoid about the uh, the dominance of the Ravens. Uh, we talked Ooh. about yesterday first uh, defense in in Super Bowl in the Super Bowl era uh, since the 1970 merger to lead the NFL in scoring defense in the takeaways and also in sacks. Also, how about this? Uh, the 23 Ravens and the 07 Patriots are the only teams in NFL history with a 100 a plus 100 point differential. Versus playoff teams. Wow. The Ravens and the 07 Patriots, who had an undefeated regular season, are the only teams in NFL history with a plus 100 point differential versus playoff teams. They've been dominant. Dominant. Uh, so, it, we'll see. Uh, versus Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that's, it is the, you talked about yesterday, the unstoppable force versus the immovable object because in the playoffs, Patrick Mahomes is, is money. Nobody's more money in the playoffs. Well, he's got 13 playoff wins before the age of 30. That's the most for any quarterback in their 20s. I mean, but, man, on the road versus Baltimore in that, uh, in that you know, uh, in that stadium, which is one of the most underrated uh, home environments in all of uh, in the NFL, that's going to be crazy. And they're going to be – that crowd's going to be rabid. Hey, crazy. Rod, do you like the movie Top Gun? Top Gun? Which one? The original. Okay. Do you know Kenny Loggins hit the uh, the song Danger Ju- Danger Zone? Does that like Flying, the, that, like the theme song of Top Gun, okay, which you yeah. know so well? Yeah. Do you know that the producers of Top Gun originally wanted the band Toto to do that song, and they turned it down? Why would they turn it down? I don't know. They, they so also reached on? out to Brian Adams, the Canadian rocker, and Ario Speedwagon, who turned it down, and that's when they landed on Kenny Loggins. So they settled on Kenny Loggins? You'll see another, another Top Gun is in the works. Yeah, now they're making another one. How much money has Kenny Loggins made off of that hit? Yeah. 
That was back in an era. I love that era of the 80s where they specifically made songs tailored for the plot of the movie. Doesn't yeah, like they, he they do? Uh, <laughs> he did the what's the East Eastbound and Down? Is that Kenny Loggins too? No, is that I Jerry? Believe so. Yeah, I think that is Kenny Loggins. So he's probably making a lot of money off that. Well, too. Kenny Loggins also, you know, at eight thirty, everyone would do at the turn, and we do the Caddyshack anthem. That's that's Kenny Loggins too. Yeah, that's like back in that day, you Kenny would, Loggins was the king. They would make they would make these basically theme songs for the movies. They would be specifically designed for the plot of the movie. They would like mention little things that, that, that hinted or clues, almost like Easter eggs about the movies. It was awesome. He's yeah. found it down to Jerry Reed. I was wrong about yeah, that. Yeah, Jerry Reed. Kenny Loggins, I'm oh. All Right, the Caddyshack anthem, That that's that's Kenny Loggins. And obviously, yeah. uh, Danger Zone, Fly Into the Danger Zone, which was a hit. But yeah, they originally wanted Toto. I know. Come on, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, they, they don't, why don't they do that anymore? Like, really, go like go after a band and say, hey, can you? I want you to make a song specifically I, I, for I this like movie about the movie. Like that they, into, into the Spider-Verse, they, they have the, the, the Sunflower song. I, I'm not, I haven't even seen that movie, but I've heard the song. It's like the... I do know that you our good friend and, uh, and local, right. don't local, do it as much, I say, local superstar Gary Clark Jr., he did a cover of, uh, gosh, I'll, I'll, we'll play it coming back at some point, but he did a cover of um, Come Together for oh, one yeah. of the Marvel movies, one, the of, the big, one, yeah. Of, yeah, one of the big superhero films, okay. Memory Serves. We'll I just play. don't think they're great. as as cheesy anymore. So there's, there's <laughs> Kenny, not, you can't be as, who could be cheesier than Kenny Loggins? <laughs> well, the 80s was just a cheesy decade. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was a cheesy era. But, yeah, I guess you're right. Just don't do it as much and they're not as cheesy. Yeah, they, they used to be really specific. <laughs> and they would be really, like they said, they would be really plot-driven, the songs would be. Now they're not as plot-driven. All right. You know what I mean? Now, yeah, you can't find that. Can't find it. Like back in the day. Hey, Honor, what the facts, Rod? Can I play this for you real quick before we run out of time? Because I want to see if this is indeed a fact that Jason Kelsey. Uh We've had the talks about the Kelsey brothers retiring together and getting on this this, uh, Kelsey cast. Mm -hmm. It's happening. Jason Kelsey and what the facts may have dispelled that yesterday. Here is a piece of audio from Jason Kelsey on his phone in the facility for the Philadelphia Eagles. Does this mean he's not retiring? Listen to this. How's it going, Philadelphia? Just signed uh, my contract for next season, uh, sitting here in the wonderful draft room at the Eagles facility. Excited for another year. Go Birds. There you go. That's, wow. that, that puts that to rest, doesn't it? I guess you said he signed a contract, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go Birds. He's a, he, he didn't, he didn't say what he signed a contract to do, though. Hmm. Well, Play that again? Can we play that one more time? No. And, and I, as I sent this to Ty, I'm assuming, I believe this just happened yesterday. I don't think this is some old piece of audio that someone put out there. I think this is just yesterday. He looks at I me. Mean, he's got the beard. He looks just like he did the other day uh, on the on the Kelsey cast. Here we go. Let's hear this. How's it going, Philadelphia? Just signed uh, my contract for next season. Uh, sitting here in the wonderful draft room at the Eagles facility. Excited for another year. Go Birds. You got got, Aaron. The top comment says, any true Eagles fan knows this was last year. Oh. Got him. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. They tried to get him. See, there you go. Mm-hmm. You got got. They got they, or they, at, they at least like, according to Becky wins, and the comment has six thousand likes. So I, I assume and it's, that's uh, correct. I was gonna say maybe they got you with that, some AI or something like that. <laughs> so well, that, we'll yeah. see. Uh, by the way, he says y'all are missing Kenny Loggins' Footloose. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, love, I love this era when they were specifically they would make. And Kenny Loggins was the king of it. Oh man, it was amazing. I mean, there's so many of these. You go almost all the '80s movies back in the day. They had songs specifically made for the plot of the movie. They would almost like give these guys a script and go, "All right, write a song for this scene <laughs> in the movie." Oh, now our man, uh, our man Joe reminds us that uh, he also did the original Vacation movie. Oh, he did some of those so you, songs. So you get Caddyshack, Top Gun, Footloose, and the original Vacation. So he basically that became a niche for him. Big time, made a lot of money. Like, doing yeah, that. doing the soundtrack, being a soundtrack guy, and coming up with like some of their theme songs. Dude, those are basically. some of probably some of his most famous songs too. Unbelievable! Oh, absolutely, level. no question. Man, I mean that's like the soundtrack of my childhood. It's like oh. all the big movies. I remember those. Oh, I remember you play those songs right now. Instantly, scenes come to my head. Somebody <laughs> also pointed out that uh, Billie Eilish did a song for the Barbie soundtrack. She did. It's an, it's a, it's up for gra- it's up for a Grammy too by the way. Yeah, but is it plot driven? Like, is it like yeah. is it cheesy and plot driven? Like, like, like that's how I said. Not cheesy, Billy. Really, it's kind of a deep. Yeah. You know, what, what am I? What was I made for? Kind of thing. But yeah, it's 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 part of the plot because they play it in the movie. Yeah. At a pretty pivotal scene for Barbie, if memory uh, memory serves. All right, good. Uh, appreciate all the text coming in, and yeah, I got got. And then Jason Kelsey not officially back ah. to the Eagles. Not a fact. Not, not a fact. fact.
Not a fact. Mm-hmm. That's fiction. Pure speculation. Mm-hmm. We'll be back. One hour down, four to go on a Thursday edition of Hook'em Up. We come back.